0: Welcome to another edition of the Tom Green Podcast. First of all, I'd like to thank everybody that has so far listened to the Thumb Area Coaches Show podcast. It was originally supposed to be over this Tom Green Podcast platform, but due to Hearst regulations and conflict of interest from Hearst, we have decided to do that as part of the Huron Daily Tribune sports podcast, which yours truly has started. So this podcast officially has started another podcast. Congratulations to myself as well as the Huron Daily Tribune, and I'm looking forward to continuing to the podcast there. As long as podcasts here and right for the Tribune, good stuff going on. It's great. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And also, of course, as you all know, I visited Los Angeles this weekend. It was an amazing time. Got to meet some reporters as well. Hannah Cormier, from the Los Angeles Clippers, Jen Lata at College Game Day, Cynthia Freeland at the NFL Network, who is so proud of me, and I'm glad to be connected with her. That's been a connection years in the making, as well as Cameron Erwin, who hosts the AVP, as well as the Ray Rams in-arena host. So... Good vibes, great times, and hopefully I'll get back there sometime again soon. But believe me, I am not missing traffic on the 405 or the 10 or the 2 or the 1 or wherever you want to go, Sepulveda. Not missing the traffic there, let me tell you. So with that said, moving to this edition of the Tom Green Podcast. Yes, we have two fairly big games coming up. And again, we had a guest planned, but unfortunately... A certain disease called COVID took him away. Well, not quite took him away, but he's... Don't worry. Uh, he's <laughs> he's resting up and he's listening to the podcast as we speak. So don't worry. But still, COVID uh, took another guest from guesting with us. So hope he gets better and we'll be back with that pretty soon. But nonetheless, two big games coming up. First of all, Michigan-Michigan State. Let me tell you, it's... This game we've had circled on the schedule for weeks, for months, not necessarily for years because it's not every year, but this, this is what we have circled for the longest time, and we are finally here. Both teams have seven wins and no losses. Both teams are looking to take that next step towards the college football playoff. So let's go ahead and start previewing them now. Michigan opened as a a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The line has now moved, uh, of course, uh, there we go, it's moved to four. Of course, Murphy's Law would say it would not have the thing ready to go right away. The line has since moved to four, and so let's talk about it. This is a game at which I say you really can't look at the spread. You got to throw out all the books, because guess what? It is a rivalry game. It's more than bragging rights, according to the Associated Press. So far, Peyton Thorne has much more yards than Cade McNamara, 1,701 versus 1,115. Both have thrown interceptions. Thorne has thrown four. McNamara has thrown one. And Thorne has thrown for 15 touchdowns versus Cade McNamara's five. So statistically, the advantage goes to Peyton Thorne there. Kenneth Walker III has 997 yards and nine touchdowns. He's had some breakaway scores. Blake Corum has had 729 yards and 10 touchdowns on the ground. As far as the advantage here, at home, you got to give it to Michigan State because of Kenneth Walker. If it were at U of M, I'd give it to Michigan with the tandem running back core that they have. Jalen Reed, the leading receiver for the Michigan State Spartans, 562 yards and five touchdowns. Cornelius Johnson, your leading wide receiver for the Wolverines at 312 yards and three touchdowns. The money line right now as it stands and it can move. Thursday at close to 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Michigan at minus 190, Michigan State at plus 160. The over under right as of now is 50 and a half. So these lines are from that exact line take them as you will and hopefully hopefully the right thing happens for the team i want to win and that is the michigan wolverines as far as this game goes three keys to the game for both teams for michigan run the ball run the ball run the ball because you know passing the ball they've had problems with that and you know I think running the ball is going to be the key here, but Michigan State's going to be ready to stop that stout running game. So you get both both run and pass have to be succinct because if one goes, so could the other. Number two, win the turnover game. I've said it before on this show, and I've said it many times before. Whoever gets the most turnovers, whoever nets the positive turnovers is going to win this game. If Michigan messes up and turns the ball over two or three times, State's going to take advantage of it for sure. If State messes up and they turn the ball over two or three times, Michigan's going to take advantage of it. That was the key last year. Is, yes, Michigan was a 23 and a half point favorite, but Michigan State cleaned up the turnover game and Michigan State won because of that reason. They solely cleaned up that turnover game and it proved to win for the Spartans. And then the third key... Has to be the quarterback, whoever whoever's the quarterback, whether it's Cade McNamara or Jay, um, J.J. McCarthy, is going to have to play very well. So it's, it's, a, it's just a combination of an all-around great game for the Wolverines. The same goes for the Spartans. And another thing the Michigan Wolf, for the Michigan Wolverines, they have to stop at least one of Reed or Walker. One thing that I've seen exposing vulnerability for the Michigan State Spartans is Their offense is dependent on the big play. If they don't get big plays, they will lose. State fans may disagree with me on that, but if they don't get big plays, they will lose. So they have to get the big play. So we're kind of converting this into keys for Michigan State, and that is get the big play. If Walker can bust one for 50-plus yards they have a real chance at this game. If Reed can bust one for 50-plus yards, they have a real chance at this game. If the defense can get turnovers, they have a real chance at this game. So the big big picture is turnover game, big plays. Can Michigan stop the big plays? Can Michigan State get turnovers? Can Jalen Reed and Kenneth Walker continue what they have done against other teams over this seven-game stretch? Can Michigan's stout running game continue what they have done? One of those things is not like the other. One of these things is kind of the same. One of these things we hope will continue. Another we hope we don't. As far as the spread goes, minus four again. It's a spread worthy of looking at. It's almost worth taking Michigan State plus four. Because I don't think this game is a blowout. I think this is a close game. In fact... Geez, I hate to say it, but I think Michigan is gonna win by three. I'm gonna say 27 24. Give me Michigan 27 and Michigan State 24. Three points, I think four points covers. I really do. I don't think the money line covers. So if you're if you're a Michigan better, and I am going to try to avoid this game like the plague, to be honest with you. But if I'm gonna if I were to be forced to bet on this game. I would actually go Michigan State plus four, which I know we've seen Michigan have a lot of success, actually, on the road. Nebraska, of course, that was going to be a tough game coming in. If you didn't think that, then you were probably a little bit delusional. But my honest take on this is I'm going to take Michigan State plus four, but I would take Michigan on the money line. Michigan 27, Michigan State 24. It could very well go the other way around. Two great teams We're going to see, this could be for the Big Ten East, but of course, Ohio State's still there. So with Ohio State still a threat, who knows if the winner is actually going to win this division. So I think Michigan wins the game, but does not cover, because they are good at the money line, not so much ATS. Moving to the Lions, and let's talk about my experience at Lions-Rams. SoFi Stadium, let me tell you. It is a nice stadium. It is a new stadium. But if you're going to if you're going to go there and expect to come out cheap, that ain't happening. Because well, it's in a new it's a new stadium and it's in Los Angeles, California. So there's that. And let, let me tell you some key tips and tricks to this stadium. The 500 level and the 400 level you can get around pretty much just like any other any other football stadium pretty open do whatever you want almost sit wherever you want starting in the 300 level they start to really restrict you i had tickets in section 310 pretty much right at right in front of the gate so i was fine but there are actual suites that are in the 300 level as well as the 100 and 200 levels the levels that you see on TV, the 100 and 200 levels, one, you need tickets to access them. And two, they are those said tickets are not cheap. Because I tried to take a walk around the stadium, you know, kind of just take a look at what everything is and where everything's at. You know, it's kind of what I do at new stadiums. And I pretty much wasn't allowed to do that because everything was so restricted. And the stairwells as well. That's another bit of an issue i have the stairwells you have to pick the right stairwell or else you're going to end up in the wrong place and probably not get to where you want to go without taking the stairwell again so make sure your legs are well conditioned if you're going to walk around that stadium because it's it's a lot but overall i would give it about a four out of five and the reason is the experience was great meeting cameron Irwin was great i mean the experience in itself is uh, it was great but You have to look at... You have to do things the right way or else you're going to come out spending a lot of money parking at SoFi Stadium. Upwards of over $250 if you want to park right by the stadium entrance. Alex DeWitt and I Ubered into the stadium and that was fairly cheap. We ended up getting out for $50 there and back from the hotel. We stayed at the Hilton LAX. So just some tips and tricks for SoFi. Know what you're doing. Don't expect to get down low. But the uh, stage and everything, the general stuff, you walk in and the 300 level was there. So it's built slightly underground. So just some tips and tricks on SoFi Stadium. As far as the game went, the Lions covered, which was great. But then again, the, the game wasn't. I mean, congratulations to Stafford and that. We knew they were going to win, but we didn't know they were... They were actually going to cover as far as the game goes in itself. Right now, we have some Lions Eagles that we're going to be talking about. And right now, Philly is a three and a half point favorite. 56.8% of people think the Eagles will win this game versus 42.9% of Lions fans. By the numbers right now, Jared Goff at 1,773 yards, eight touchdowns, six picks. Jalen Hurts, 1,716 yards, 10 touchdowns, 4 picks. You almost have to give the quarterback advantage to Jared Goff, even though Goff did make a bad interception last week. Rushing yards, Jamal Williams, 312 yards and 2 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts, 361 yards and 5 touchdowns. Jalen Hurts is your better runner, so in a way, Jalen Hurts has the quarterback game as well. Receiving yards, this is how depleted... Detroit is right now. DeAndre Swift, the running back, is your leading receiver right now for the Detroit Lions. 391 yards and two touchdowns. No surprise, Devontae Smith at four hundred six yards and one touchdown is your leader in the clubhouse for the Eagles. The line right now as it stands, again Thursday, 5 p.m., Philadelphia is a a three-and-a-half-point favorite, and the money line is at minus 190 to the Eagles, plus 160 to the Lions. Very similar spread to Michigan-Michigan State. The over-under right now is 48. So, with that said, Lions, will they win a game? This is their chance. Because the Eagles and Nick Sirianni have been very meh, and... Frankly, I am not necessarily know if the right team is favored. Detroit is 0-7. We get that. Detroit does not have much talent at all in the receiving court. I get that. But guess what? I saw a team on Sunday that is going to continue to fight the rest of the way. They're going to keep fighting. And at some point, they're going to win. They're not going to win much, but they're going to win. And this week... I think the Lions are going to win this game. I really do. Keys to the game for Philly. Jalen Hurts continue to run and pass like he has been. Get a turnover, too, and hopefully him and Devontae Smith can really connect with some touchdowns because if that's the case, then the Eagles can win this game. Keys to the game for the Lions. Run, 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 and hopefully get a turnover. Yeah, the passing game just isn't there anymore. They got it. Something's got to happen. Something has just got to happen there. But that's pretty much your soft keys to that game. I honestly think Detroit's going to win this game because they showed a lot of heart, they showed a lot of fight, and one of these times, it's going to pay off. And I think this week before the bye week, it will pay off. Lions 31, Eagles 24. Lions cover. Lions win outright. Nonetheless, let's go to the pick'em games for this week. Now, for those that are, I usually don't do the memes, but Alex does the memes, so that's so I, I leave it up to you guys to give me the memes for the picks. So I'll give you the straight picks. You give me the memes. Ole Miss and Auburn is part of our pick'ems. This one's a tough one. Bo Nix, as soon as you trust him, you don't. Ole Miss. Get your popcorn ready. I love the pettiness of Ole Miss. It's at Auburn. Give me Auburn. The Fighting Lane Kiffins go down once again. We thought they were going to be just absolutely spectacular, and then the wheels have kind of fallen off a little bit. Not too much, but enough to make you think. Penn State and Ohio State. Penn State just lost to Illinois. Ohio State is playing them at home on Saturday night. Usually, well, it is a ranked versus ranked, so that's why it's in here, but this one I think is pretty obvious. Give me Ohio State by 20. Iowa and Wisconsin. This one won not ranked versus ranked. It came up because it was a close line. Both teams are kind of shells of what they were to start. It's at Camp Randall. Graham Mertz is okay. Uh, Iowa, I don't really trust them too much on the road. Give me the Badgers. Texas and Baylor. Another one that kind of came up because of a close line. This one, ugh. Ugh. <laughs> it's kinda, I looked at this slate for this week, and that's what I kind of thought with uh, with the Pickums was, ooh. Give me Texas only because they have to win at, at some point now and again. They blew it against Oklahoma, but they have to win at some point. Tennessee and the Colts moving to the NFL. Yes, a big divisional matchup in the AFC South. Colts a slight favorite in this one. A point and a half is the spread. I like the Colts in this one just because it's at home. I'm picking a lot of home guys. Kelly in Vegas would call me a chalk-eating weasel for doing that, but... I look at this board, and even Barstool Riggs says it very well. If you don't love the board, make the board love you. And honestly, not sure what I what I can say. Colts win 27-24. Dallas and the Vikings on Sunday night. Actually, we're going to skip that one for now. Carolina and Atlanta, another crap bowl. Because Sam Darnold has really fallen off the wheels, and Atlanta has just been there. That's right, the Falcons, they've been okay. They haven't impressed. They haven't made anybody say fire Arthur Smith either. Just like my buddy Ben Probst and I have said. Hey, we hired a new coach. Who is he? Arthur Smith. Oh. Hey, the Panthers are playing on Sunday. Who are they playing? The Falcons. Oh. Just the vibe I get from this game. Ugh. Give me the Panthers by four. I I don't know. I'll take a road dog. Why not? Dallas and Minnesota. Let's go to Sunday night. Dallas is proving to be a lot better than I thought. The Vikings are an up and down team. Sunday night, the Cowboys. I, I still have not sold on the Cowboys yet. Give me the Vikings. Why not? And then finally, the Giants in Kansas City. This has been the most uninteresting pick'em segment so far on the Tom Green podcast, and I understand that. But again, the board is just whack this week. Sometimes you get them, but again, it's 2021. We're back in the saddle again for actual football picks because last year I actually canceled the pick'em because I didn't, I because I didn't want somebody to get screwed. Because of COVID. That's the thing. But well, I didn't want somebody screwed because of COVID, so I canceled the pickums entirely. Giants in Kansas City. This game is only on the slate because it's on Monday night. If Kansas City loses this game, then they are not making the playoffs, and maybe they may have to make a lot of changes. Give me the Chiefs by 10, 31 uh, 21. With that said, The most uninspiring pick'ums for this season are complete. And honestly, thank God. If you um if you go undefeated, good for you. Because this is this is a board that I just don't like and I probably won't even bet. There's that. Enjoy Michigan State and Michigan. It's gonna be a great game. Go Blue. Enjoy Lions Eagles, one pride. Hopefully they'll win a game at some point. This has been another solo edition of the Tom Green Podcast, and thanks again to everybody that has really supported me out there with the start of the new Huron Daily Tribune Sports Coaches Podcast. So let's get this rolling. Enjoy the weekend slate.